0: And good Thanksgiving Day afternoon. Libby's back here tomorrow, by
1: the way, but a reminder to catch our election special this evening at 10 on our sister station, Vision TV, hosted by Libby, who will be joined by an expert panel discussing each party's plan to address issues related to Zoomers. Now, if you had your feast on Saturday or maybe yesterday, as our family did, then I hope it all went down smoothly without any, shall we say, political indigestion. If, uh, if not, and you're hosting and still putting the finishing touches on the big meal and the big bird, or if you're on the way to the big spread during the oh, next 55 minutes or so, there'll be some food for thought starting with the latest from the Zoomer primary and poll. Of course, at any point, if you'd care to join the conversation, the numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. So, yes, here we go. Tongue firmly planted in cheek. We're going to talk turkey. Might as well get that right out of the way now and instead of waiting and trying to work it into the show, gentlemen. And I am joined in studio... By Peter Mugridge, senior editor, Zoomer Magazine, as well as David Kravitz, vice president of Zoomer Media. And as Libby likes to say, as far as all things Zoomer, as far as the demographic, our demographics expert. Welcome, gentlemen, first of all, for coming Thank in you. on Thanksgiving. Thanks. Peter, before we get your take on the highlights of the weekend vote... Uh, as well maybe in terms of the overall vote uh, to this point, in your opinion. David, what are the actual numbers from the weekend? And then where are we as far as the running total?
2: Well, last week we saw the first signs of a move toward the Conservatives. Very, very modest. They're winning our poll by a half a point or so. But on the weekend, they win by two points. They open up some distance between... Uh, the conservatives and the liberals, almost thirty-six percent to almost thirty-four percent. The NDP moves up, but not nearly as strongly as in the national poll. So our ZoomerVote.ca audience is moving—I uh, wouldn't say in a landslide, but yeah, moving not running. discernibly, uh, inching toward the conservatives. NDP improving, but still way behind where they are uh, nationally. So it reflects, except for the NDP surge, we are reflecting the national polls because they are showing uh, a slight uh, move away from the Liberals. The question is, and Peter, you'll comment on this, I know, how strong is the NDP and what damage will it do to the uh, Liberals?
1: Okay, so David basically uh, took the baton there, and right, I'm, yeah. and let's pass it over to you. Yeah. So what about that?
3: Um, well, I, I live in a downtown riding, so... Um, <laughs> I, I've seen, if, if going by signs is any indication, I, I've seen like it.
1: Okay, bump. one second, David. Let's, uh, let's try that. And I think, uh, I think we've got you now. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry, start again. That yeah, yep, that's good. We're so, good.
3: So I live in a downtown riding, and um, I, Andrew Cash is my, um, it, it's Andrew Cash, and, and uh, he, he lost the last election to the Liberal in the Liberal wave, but um, judging by sign count, which isn't very accurate, he seems to be coming back. And I've read some local polls showing that um, he could take the riding. And, and it seems to me that a lot of the a lot of the downtown ridings will will shift back to NDP from uh, from the liberal wave we experienced in the last election. And that could account for um, the rise in the NDP in our polls. They're they're finally ahead of the green. The green has has pulled above them all. Since we started doing this six weeks ago, and now now the NDP is above the green where they should be, where I always thought they should be, and um, eating into eating into the Liberal vote. So, I
1: I put this to the both of you. David, we'll start with you. What about the the undecided? That's that's always such a crucial vote. Everyone looks at other at other parties in terms of what can we mm-hmm. take from here, but there's that good chunk of the election Gary voter I. pie which maybe haven't made up their mind or haven't shared their views.
2: I think it's very high considering it's this late in the game. Our Zoomer poll, 12%, 11.9, 12 in that range. Mm -hmm. Stay there all the way through. So there's a lot of people sitting on the fence. And remember, when we talk about undecideds with Zoomers, important to keep in mind, you're talking about likely voters. When you're talking about undecideds for the population as a whole, you're talking about more people who are not convinced, not enthusiastic, don't know what they're going to do and may well stay home as a result. They're not um, burning to cast a ballot. Zoomers are six out of 10 votes cast will be from our age group. So the undecided Zoomers tend to decide. <laughs> they go yeah. somewhere, whereas the other age groups don't as much. So uh, if I were these uh, any of the political parties, I would be spending the last week throwing every single... Messaging, (laughs) messaging moment, ad dollar, speech. Uh, public event at this demographic because we are definitely going to decide this election. 416 360
1: 0740 or toll free 1 866 744 740. Maybe you would care to comment on something you've heard up to this point. Uh, maybe you've been, uh, calling in periodically throughout the election and, and making some points with Libby and, uh, David and, and Peter. Uh, did it come up at your Thanksgiving? dinner table on the weekend if you had it Saturday or Sunday, or might it come up this afternoon or evening if you should be hosting. Give us a call, share your thoughts, and maybe we'll even get into a little bit of a political debate should we have some uh, listeners of who have, shall we say, different opinions and are at the opposite ends of the political spe- spectrum. We might even allow for a little bit debate. If you behave <laughs> and don't behave like a politician and try to shout over one another, right. we'll actually uh, let you have your peace and have your say, and maybe we'll be able to hear what you have to say, and we won't have to intervene. So again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And uh Peter, what about... You know the the undecided David mm-hmm. uh, touched on it. Would you concur? Or is, is there another point yeah, I, pertaining I, to that you'd I, care to
3: make? I was speaking to um, an Ipsos Reed uh, pollster, the Daryl Bricker, who you see quoted a lot mm-hmm. and he was saying in the last election um, the the undecideds were so in favor of Trudeau um, his popularity was 69 percent at times, which is unheard of for a leader. and that brought out a lot of the undecided and a lot of the first time voters. This time around, he's down in the low 30s. He's um, he's not generating that kind of positive vibe, that kind of hope for the future. And undecideds and first times don't look like they're going to turn out for the liberals. So that could be a big change from the last election where he swept the, that those demos
1: and that's where the votes could go possibly to whether it's conservative could go ndp I could go green
3: that. i asked him that and he said that's the big mystery they, even the pollsters don't know like that's the big mystery and we'll decide the election so they can't even make they
1: sense can't. of the leaves no, as they're exactly. trying to read them right david no There's i think just... that's
2: i think that's true because if, if you take our our group at 12 percent does that break 34 to 33 of the 12, mm-hmm. you know, the way right. we're running now? Or do they all finally decide, okay, I got to make up my mind. I'm going in one direction more strongly. And remember, uh the two main parties are so close that even a couple of percentage points will throw – will, you know, create the winner. Uh It doesn't need to break 90 to 10. Right. It can break – 54 to 46 you know just very narrowly that extra point or two that's the ball game so right. that's why i'm saying the
3: two... especially in close riding especially yeah. in close riding yeah. so
2: especially to so to reach out to our demographic i think becomes imperative i'm not aware that the parties are particularly <laughs> trying to do that mm-hmm. but uh if they can um if they can count, if they can add and subtract, they ought to be uh, focusing on our demographics.
1: Mm-hmm. Not to try to influence if someone's listening how they might wish to vote, but uh, what about the two of you, Peter, yourself? How do you s- now in a week? I mean, all it takes is one faux pas overnight, mm-hmm. and that could send things into the dumpster mm-hmm. for one of the the two that are kind of in this. What appears to be a two-man horse race mm-hmm. heading for the for the finish line, but uh, how do you see this playing out a, a week from today? How do you? What's what's your gut telling you? No, not your 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 head or your heart, mm-hmm. but what's your,
3: your gut telling you? Well, my gut, like I, you know, looking back in in Canada's uh, election history, only twice has a first term majority government not been reelected to at least a minority. So the liberals have that history on their side and I and I'm kind of even if it's a liberal minority propped up by NDP coalition I, I I still think and I and I said this several weeks ago I still think it's going to be a liberal minority based on history and the number of incumbents they have at the riding level. David Gravett
2: Well, I went out on the opposite limb many <laughs> weeks ago and I predicted a conservative minority uh, because I couldn't believe that the uh, you know black face brown face whatever one's personal feelings so I couldn't believe that it wouldn't do more damage than it apparently has done so I overestimated that but I want to point out that this is a unique election in some respects because of the lack of space between the leaders if you normally if you're a hard nosed cynical political operative you would say that in a country where there hasn't been any major Problems, the economy isn't terrible, things are moving along. You don't have to like like Trudeau, but we're nothing. And you're up against a first-time leader of the opposition who is not charismatic. In a normal world, a political pro would say Justin Trudeau should be able to put Andrew Shear away by ten points. But if you look at who do you prefer as prime minister, it's shockingly low for both twenty-nine point eight to twenty-nine point five. I mean it's terrible. On the other hand, you could say Given uh, that blackface face, brown face uh, scandal, Andrew Shearer ought to be able to put away Justin Trudeau by 10 points. How can he not be wiping the floor? Right. So you have two leaders who are not able to deliver the uh, coup de grace, as it were, with favoring wins at their back in right. a very different way. Neither of them can get it done. And that to me has never been, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm.
1: Peter, do you think if either scandal, and I'm talking about either SNC-Lavalin uh, or the blackface-brownface, black face, if either occurred closer to an actual election date, that that would have been it for maybe even a liberal minority, if that's how it
3: plays out? Yeah, that's a good question. But, I mean, we'll never know, obviously, right. but um, it's, it's a really good question. But... What I what I think is we didn't we didn't see like a sudden dip for Trudeau after the black brown face scandal, but I think we're seeing like a, a slow drip away from him. You know, like every poll I look at, liberals are down, 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 and not not they're not cratering, but it's it's a steady decline. And um, NDP uh, Jagmeet Singh, who handled the the whole scandal incredibly well, with mm-hmm. with with you know grace and dignity and we've seen him climbing so so um you know i I think it's had a long-term effect on the trudeau brand definitely and to the to the benefit of ndp what about you david i'd
2: like to uh, add to that because we haven't talked about the debate which happened since the last time we were on and i thought a lot of people not me that um trudeau looked very subdued he almost looked preoccupied. Uh, you keep, you kept I thought he had the flu.
3: He he looks so he, bad. He yeah.
2: he is he waiting for something to drop? Some of Shear's attacks on his trustworthiness and he's a hypocrite. Now seemed a little bit of a. Does Sheer know something is going to happen soon, and is Trudeau worried about that? It, mm. it it almost looked like there was a whole subtext going on. Uh, Of course, nothing happened. And then, so what happens is you get into the opposite. Now, if they spring something now, Trudeau's fans are going to say, "Well, you're just held that back and you waited," and so there's that right. whole cynical thing. And the I'm reverse saying. effect. But yeah. I think Singh clearly won the night. Our uh, voters, we were polled on that uh, in a CARP poll of our members, thought that Singh won the debate. But tellingly, when asked which leader best represented your interest, the number one uh, vote getter was none of them. None of the above. None of the above. So it's not resonating. And that I And it think, wasn't even close,
3: David. Nope. It, it was 40%. 40%. But. None of the leaders. So, yeah, I yeah. Sing
2: won the debate. You're asking me who won yeah. the debate. Sing won the debate. But who represents me? None Nine of them. None of the above. Yeah. Ergo, undecided.
1: Right. And you know, both of you, and I'll put this to both of you. I don't know if it's ever come up in conversation, whether it's water cooler in the hallways, <laughs> uh, away from work. I don't know how many times I've heard someone when they've tried to start a conversation. About the election, who are you going to? It's like they're rhetorically asking a question, and then they proceed to to answer it with other questions. They go, uh, "Who do you think is going to win the election?" I don't know. You know what? I, I don't know who's going to win the election. And then it's, I don't know if any of them do, do mm-hmm. does anything for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, you're one of the that. 10 yeah, to 12 percent, which yeah. is the the undecided mm-hmm. who are almost like waiting until the yeah. they go right up to the polling station. Yeah. And even then they might look and go, OK, what's uh, what do I
3: do here? Yeah. They don't want Trudeau, but they don't want sure. Right? Yeah. So, and they're also
2: yeah. undecided because of the leadership question. There's not a burning policy issue. Are you undecided because you're in favor of X or you're against X? And it swings on right. that. You know, is the economy... Terrible if someone says, is there some big, fat, juicy policy that you want to stop? It isn't. It's all squishy and it's all, eh, you know, I don't like them, I like them. And that's what I think none of the parties has been able to really capitalize on, possibly except for uh, Jagmeet Singh, as a result of the debate where he did himself a lot of good.
1: I am joined in studio by David Kravitz, Vice President Zoomer Media, as well as Peter Muggeridge, Senior Editor of Zoomer Magazine. We are talking about the federal election. And without further ado, a good Thanksgiving Day afternoon to Isabel in Brantford. How are you, Isabel?
4: I'm fine. We're enjoying this lovely weather and the nice Thanksgiving. Um, we're, uh what i am uh, uh upset about is the attitude towards the green party and the ndp and the attitude in a in the, um the, the um leaders uh just you know draw, uh, arguing back and forth and finding fault with each other but the, the the um green party and the ndp are saying that they are not going to su- support the Conservatives, if they uh, get into power, and um, I think this is a, a poor attitude for uh, people that are uh, wanting to be voted in to uh, for the country, and that's not for the country. That's not for the people. That's not helping everybody. That's dividing things immediately. And I like the fact that. Um, When the the, uh, uh, Green Party got in, in PEI, they said they were going to work with everybody. The attitude was nice there, and I thought they were going to continue that. But uh, I do not like the fact that they do not want to work together, and that's what has to happen in this country.
1: Okay, Isabel, thank you so much, and uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, Day to you and yours.
4: And uh, um, I... uh,
1: We'll see what uh, what Peter and David have to, to say about your remarks there. We'll, we'll listen out to what they have to say. So, David, if we can.
2: Well, I think uh, Isabel touches on an interesting point, because normally a party declares a position mm-hmm. and is open to seeing. So the NDP typically would say we insist on ABC mm-hmm. and we'll work with either majority party if they bring in ABC, we're happy to work with Andrew Scheer. If you bring in ABC, we're happy to, but to rule out one party and to rule in the other, we will not work with the conservatives no matter what. Uh, I think at best is a high risk strategy uh, for the NDP. I'm not quite sure why he's doing that, but uh, it's very unusual. Peter.
3: Yeah. He, um, Singh drew a line in the sand very early in the campaign and saying he, he wouldn't work with a conservative minority. So I, I think he's having problems, um, you know uh, walking back from that and he's trying to say philosophically pure but um, to prop up a liberal minority and not a conservative minority is going to look bad optically and I think we'll um, you know have a negative backlash the next time we go to the polls.
1: Dennis and Brampton happy Thanksgiving Day afternoon to you and what's your feeling about this with the possibility of uh, you know coalition?
5: Happy Thanksgiving to you all as well. So I have been um, saying from the outset that the ideal outcome for me would be a liberal minority, uh, with the NDP holding the balance of power. And uh, with respect to coalition, uh, that might even be a better outcome. And the problem with it, and that's, that's if you, if you think that we're not doing enough, uh, on climate change, which is right at the top of the list in terms, in fact, it's at the very top in terms of uh, what Canadians are thinking about in the election. Uh, if you look at the Conservatives, they're offering nothing. And none of the parties, NDP uh, or the Greens, are going to support a party that's all about pipeline. They've made that very clear. And so uh, if you think, care about climate change, I think um, coalition would be just fine. Thanks
3: very much. Okay, you what know, do you guys... Uh, the Liberals own the pipeline. So, I mean, if the, if it was an environment, you know, uh, being being the factor of not having a coalition, the Liberals own the pipeline. And so they are they are all about pipelines.
2: Well, I also, I also think that for our age group, and I'm basing this partly on the CARP poll as well right. as some of what we're learning in the Zoomer poll, uh, <clears throat> the, I hate to say it, but environment is not the number one hmm. issue. Healthcare is the number one issue. It's been invisible uh, in this campaign but it is what is um, motivating a lot of the people and that is maybe a reason why they didn't think any of the uh, leaders in the debate really represented what they were most interested in
1: join the conversation please 416 or toll free 1-866-740-4740 like martin in toronto and happy thanksgiving day afternoon to you martin
6: thank you same to you thanks for taking my call you know as a zoomer uh, I was quite insulted how they uh, parachuted uh, the conservatives parachuted uh, Mr. Jason Kenney, uh, recently elected in uh, in Alberta. Um, you, you know, we have a conservative premier here too, and, and I get it. Uh, he's running low in the polls. Uh, that's because of his performance. That's because of you know promises that he made, and of course, all the cuts um, you know to education and healthcare. Uh, and, and that means a lot for Zoomers. But you know, um, why? Why bring Jason Kenney in? Um, you know, they've asked, um, and when I say they, uh, from what I've heard in the media, um, the conservatives have, have asked Mr. Ford to, uh, stay far away. Uh, he's went in, he went into hiding, uh, literally since the, the writ was dropped. But yet they bring in the, um, uh, Uh, the conservative premier Uh, and that's the problem that i have i i just don't trust the sheer government I, i was tended to sort of uh look at the conservatives and i was having a second look but when, he, when they pulled that stem, um, I, I said to myself, I, I just don't trust here just as much as I don't trust Mr. Ford uh, in, in, uh, in, in the province here. Because you got to remember, Mr. Harper, uh, when Wynne was in government, he, he had uh, completely ignored her, um, and um, uh, I, it wasn't right. But I just don't uh, trust and like what they've done here Martin, um, in Ontario.
1: Martin, can I ask you, I'm getting the sense I could be on, right on or I could be way off here. I'm getting the sense you're you're still undecided. Have you voted?
6: I am undecided. You know, in the last, I haven't voted. No, uh, uh, in the last election, I'll be honest, I voted for the Liberals. And, and this time here, uh, I thought, you know, let me have a second look at the Conservatives. But like I mentioned earlier, after they, they dropped uh, uh, Mr. Jason Kenney into the province, I've said to myself, uh, no. I, I, I just don't trust the uh, the Conservative Party. I just don't trust Mr. Shear. He's a bully. We, we saw that in the English debate. Uh, how he bullied everybody on that stage. Um, he's a real, real bully. Um, I don't know. I I don't think he's I, I don't think he's the man to be the Prime Minister. I. I'm hoping that it'll probably be just a liberal minority, and um, unfortunately, it looks like Mr. Singh uh, might hold that power. Um, but that's that's how I feel right now. But yeah, you're right. I'm still undecided. So, what's
1: you're it right. what's it going to take between now and Monday to? Uh to break the stalemate are you going to do it rock uh, paper scissors or how, how are you going to do it
6: <laughs> i love it i love it really i you know if everything stays status quo in the last week that we have i'm Probably tending to, you know, vote for uh, Trudeau again. Um, unless we have something that, you know, is really going to punch everybody out this week, which I don't think it's going to happen. Um, listen, the economy is doing really, really well. You know, your station reported that Quebec has um, a shortage in workers. Like, the economy, the unemployment rate is low. Um, you know, people say, "You know, he's ruined the country." Where? What? What's so ruined about this country? Uh, you know, I was in the U.S. Uh, for many weeks uh, this past year, and uh, they're not any better off, really. You know, so yeah, if everything stays status quo, um, well. probably tend to vote for the liberals, well. uh, but. Not, not the conservatives. Not now. No, well,
1: I, I, Martin. I'm sensing you've got your thumb and index finger uh, hovering over your nose as you're about to uh, <laughs> to vote and uh, saying, "Well, if I really have to, I'll do it." But uh, you, you don't like yeah. to be doing it. But it, you're yeah, you're going to yeah. exercise your franchise. So, okay, Martin. Think- th- thank you very much for your your thoughts, and uh, hopefully, it'll provoke others to call. Others such as uh, Bob in Hamilton. Happy Thanksgiving Day. Afternoon to you, Bob.
7: Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I don't care if it's a minority government, but I hope Trudeau is not part of it. This guy is an actor. He owns a pipeline, uh, and, and he's a hypocrite flying two planes. And even though he said he's paid the carbon tax, that didn't cut the pollution. Those two planes are still polluting the air when he's flying, and uh, it just tears me up. And and this never-ending deficit—we're spending billions, billions every year paying interest for this debt—and he's going to run it up by twenty billion a year for the next four years at least. Our great grandchildren will still be paying for the mess that he's making, and and uh, um, the the U.S. Mexico-Canadian trade deal, an absolute disaster. They threw the dairy farmers out of the bus, and and, uh, in it, uh, if we get a trade deal with any country, if Donald Trump doesn't like it, he can veto it. My goodness, we are a sovereign country. What does Donald Trump got to do if we make a trade deal with another country?
1: Okay, Bob, and that's uh, something I believe that even this morning Trudeau uh, alluded to on on the hustings yeah. uh, pertaining to, as he was obviously saying, why vote for us? uh with, of course, the new NAFTA, saying what the the conservatives and NDP would do with it, saying if you want to make sure that things keep humming along, as one of our uh, listeners pointed out, with the economy, well then vote for us, don't vote for them, because that'll mean the end of uh, right. before it even really kicks in, the yeah. new NAFTA, right? Yeah. David?
2: I just want to comment on one thing, I thought yeah. Marvin's comment was a textbook example of what's going on, mm-hmm. because his talking points, and I'm not disputing any of them, were very pro-liberal, doesn't like the conservatives, doesn't like Scheer, uh, doesn't really find anything of appealing there. It points out the economy is doing well. What's so terrible? And yet, after all that, he's, he's still, he still st- calls know, yeah. himself undecided. So, yeah, and yeah. that's the problem here in a nutshell, that his, his actual talking points could have been read out of a liberal party. Yeah. Uh, uh, pamphlet and that's where i thought he was going fine yeah. if you know no problem i'm not disputing it but at the end he still doesn't arrive at an easy vote a confident vote a mm. proud vote that's the election and this. that's year. the election yeah. story in a yeah. nutshell was marvin's yeah. call yeah.
1: okay and let's go to gary and don mills who's been waiting patiently then we'll take a break and then we'll uh, continue with calls up to the top of the hour and then we have a special guest who will be joining uh, david peter and myself here as we'll uh talk about how you should behave around the Thanksgiving uh, table uh, when it comes to politics, if it's even come up. So, Gary, a happy Thanksgiving Day afternoon to you, and what's your point?
8: Yes, uh, thanks a lot for taking my call, and also Thanksgiving to all of you um, uh, at Zoom Radio. Um, Yes, I've been on your show before. Um, uh, Basically, as far as the coalition part that you've been asking about is concerned, I don't really think uh, that's going to happen, but um, my uh, big beef is uh, this. It is, well, a number of beefs with Justin Trudeau, but what I didn't like about him was the fact that, um, I'm not sure if you recall it or not, but back a ways when Doug Ford became the premier of Ontario, um, he went to visit, Justin Trudeau that is, went to visit him when he first became uh, the premier and Obviously, that whole thing didn't go over very well. Then he went to see the mayor of Toronto. And then afterwards, when he got back out to Ottawa, he um, decided to let or have, um, uh, oh, for heaven's sakes, the mayor order the people that were living, the homeless people that were living down at the uh, bottom of Lower Simcoe Street, I think is where it was,
7: out of there because
8: it was uh, federal land. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that, why? I mean they were there for so long. Nobody had done anything about it before. They weren't bothering anybody. But he had them ordered the, uh the the um the um mayor to have them ordered out of there. I didn't like that at all.
1: Okay, but Gary, can we just deal with the election then? I think you, you did initially touch on it and you were talking about the the coalition there or the possibility of it. What about yourself personally? Are you Kind of in that large chunk of undecided, who might be leaning one way, but when it comes down to it, still haven't decided or have you voted?
8: Well, put it this way: yes, I have voted, and uh, the thing is simply this: is that this whole thing about, um, as they say, the coalition, but also to like climate change, everybody's been touching on, and even with the carbon tax. As far as I'm concerned, no, I don't agree with it. As far as the climate change is concerned, no, I don't agree with agree with this. All it is is that he's bringing things in that aren't necessary. I think I heard earlier something mentioned about the debt and that type of thing. Yes, he's very heavily in debt. And the thing is, what he's afraid of, as far as I'm concerned, is that if he gets voted out, just like with Kathleen Wynne, if he gets voted out, uh, all this stuff is going to get exposed. That's what he's afraid of. And as far as I'm concerned, you can all talk about Sheer and everybody else the way you do. But the thing is, you want to talk about the lesser of two evils, or three or four evils, um, okay, I'll put it this way. Shear right now, uh, to me is the, uh, the better bet than putting him back in, because as I heard one other caller say, you put him in, it's gonna be a disaster, which it will be. So, I mean, you can all think and say whatever you like, but from my point of view right now, as I say, the lesser of the evils would be to put, uh, I would say, uh, to put Andrew Shear in, even though he does not have any, uh, liberal, oh, for heaven's sakes, he doesn't have any political, like, in other words, leadership experience, but, Right now, with the way things are going, that's the way I'm, I'm looking at it, okay?
1: Okay, thank you very much, Gary. Much appreciated. And in studio with me, Peter Muggeridge, Senior Editor, Zoomer Magazine, David Kravitz, Vice President, Zoomer Media. And now... We had delicious goat cheese potatoes as part of the exceptional dinner prepared by my wife, Sandy. There you go. There's your plug, my dear. And uh, well-deserved, I might add, as always. But our next guest will share her recipe uh, for dealing with political potatoes, hot political potatoes, when someone else serves them up at the table. So did the election come up at your Thanksgiving dinner On Saturday or yesterday, if that's when you held it, if you're not having yours until this afternoon, then etiquette expert Leanne Pepper, general manager, faculty club at the U of T, might be able to help keep things civil. Good afternoon and happy Thanksgiving to you, Leanne.
9: Good afternoon, Bob. Happy Thanksgiving giving to you as well.
1: So if uh, people have had their dinners and there were issues or maybe they're lucky and they'll be able to take your advice uh, to the table this afternoon or evening, how should a host and or guest approach this if uh, the election does come up?
9: I think you start off with setting the stage right off the bat. And as a gracious host, I think it's important for us to control the, you know, the conversation and to engage everyone in a conversation. And you might want to start off with, you know, have um, some topics, prepare in advance and have some topics in mind that you would like um, everybody to talk about. Put the topics in a hat and everybody has X amount of time to talk about it and then pass the hat around and everybody gets an opportunity to pick out a topic and and control it that way. And start off the bat to say, you know, we know that the election's around the corner. We know, excuse <clears> me, <throat> everybody's really passionate about it. But let's enjoy this time together, and let's just be thankful for, you know, this. Uh, this time of year there's so many other things that we could talk about
1: darko dennis mikhail uh, i know you guys are all on the line be patient we'll get to you here momentarily i just wanted to ask you leanne don't you find though maybe that most people will just proceed with their dinner or or their lunch and maybe not do what you suggested and just pray that it doesn't go there
9: if it does, you know, the other option is, if you, if you know that it's going to happen, then allow everybody to have an opportunity to share. And I think the key here is just everybody to just listen to everybody's point of view. And it doesn't have to get into a heated debate. So it doesn't have and, to sound
1: like the House of Commons.
9: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that <laughs> um, that's not really that controlled, right? So, <laughs> no. You know, why not? Why not give everybody an opportunity? So... We had Thanksgiving dinner last night and we have quite a diverse family. And we, during appetizers, everybody sat around outside, which is very nice. And we shared and everybody just listened. So I think that's key. And it's important as a host, I wouldn't be siding with one person because they could, you know, it's, it's about bringing people together. It's not about having a heated debate. And, it's about being open and listening, and uh, and allowing people to share.
1: Okay, let's share with Darko and Etobicoke. Uh, happy Thanksgiving Day to you, Darko. Same to you. So, if we can yeah. get you to just get a little closer to your phone there, and go yeah, ahead. Can you hear me better now? Oh, much better.
10: Okay, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, when you look at the NDP and the Greens, you know who they're willing to work for, which is the Liberal Party. So that tells me you have three parties who are basically the same. They're the same. So a vote for the Green or NDP is a vote for the Liberals. So that's the decision. Like I, I kind of, I like the, the People's Party of Canada, but I know in my writing, no chance. Okay. What
1: did it? Have you had your Thanksgiving dinner yet? Yesterday. Well, how'd it go? Did and it I come had up?
10: Thanksgiving nap too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had my Thanksgiving nap to follow.
1: Oh Well, what about before the nap? How did things go? Uh, Were things things civil or did it get a little... uh, No, it
10: was civil. You know, we had, uh, I guess, only political discussions we had was around the the fire pit outside. Mm
2: -hmm. But it
10: was pretty good because we didn't really talk a lot about the party. We talked about a few issues.
2: Okay.
1: So it sounds like uh, everyone went home happy.
10: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know, there's people from all different spectrums, but you know, we know enough that you know how far to go on things. You know, are found that they can get heated on the politics or sports or things like that. But uh, you know, we had a good time. <laughs> and
1: have you already made up your mind, ha- or how you will vote, or have you I, voted well, I'd be already?
10: Swinging between, um, look, if it wasn't for that sort of a uh, nomination garbage that went down in, in London, Ontario, with Salim Mansour, where they didn't sign. That was the one that kind of startled me on the Conservatives. But if I look at in my riding, which is Etobicoke Center, it's it's a two-horse race between Conservatives or Liberals, and I'm absolutely not a Liberal, totally. So, you know, I think my vote will go for uh, Ted, Ted Opitz, and the Conservatives.
1: Okay. All right. And that's in Etobicoke Center, so like, I you know, believe, right?
10: Somebody was saying about the other parties. You know, not wanting to deal to work with the conservatives at all, even if they get some of what they want, right? They just don't want to deal with them. So, you know, you know, people say I think Jack McSene's going to do horrible. Um, the only uh, problems I think where he could have a decent showing will be BC. I think Maritime's he's going to do not well. He won't do well in Quebec, and he'll pick up some seats like NDP does around in Ontario. Okay, but you know, I think it's going to be BC. In British Columbia will be his thing. Okay. And if he if he does, okay. But NDP I don't think they're gonna do a good choice.
1: Darko and Etobicoke, thank you so much, and a happy Thanksgiving again to you and yours. All right. There goes uh there goes Darko. Um from what you've uh, heard up to, at this point, Leanne Pepper at the uh, at the UFT, our uh, etiquette expert, it seems like people were behaving now granted that's a real small sample size they just a couple but still sounds like people were behaving i i'm just going to ask quickly around the table here before we go we will go next to uh dennis and kitchener hang tight where you're you're on deck and uh then we have others to follow what about uh yourself david did you
2: guys have uh we're having it uh this evening oh i don't okay. anticipate much discussion
1: well you don't, don't you and say tongue. that no. uh, tongue in cheek or nope. you don't. Th- no, no. Okay. I, what?
2: A, no, I no. don't. What well,
3: about, well, Bob, you were saying yourself. Huh? I, I was about to get there yeah. and uh, it, did you have. We had ours and it was just uh, election free dinner. Like yeah. it, it didn't come up once.
1: Yeah. And, and same with us yesterday. I purposely, Leanne, not that I was afraid where it might go. I just said, you know what? People know what I do for a living. If they want to bring it up, I'd rather just focus on uh, our kids being there Uh, Our son-in-law, daughter-in-law, our our two grandkids, including our uh, newly arrived just less than three months ago granddaughter. So we focused on that. And I was curious to see if any of them might bring it up. And no one did. So we anybody didn't even did? have to, nope, no one, uh, no one even went there. And then I thought, should I maybe throw a, a bone out there and see if anybody <laughs> goes for it? I didn't even, uh, didn't even do that. We just decided to kind of leave it outside the, uh, the household and, and not even go there. So let's, let's find out what, uh, might've happened in Kitchener with, uh, with Dennis possibly at, uh, at the family table. Happy Thanksgiving day to you, Dennis. Hello, Dennis.
11: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I... Yeah, I wasn't sure. If I had to turn my radio off. Yeah, i was sitting in my car, whether uh, oh, there'd be feet okay. or whatever.
1: Thank you for waiting. And
11: Thanksgiving and... To you too.
1: And w- and what about yourself? Have you have you had uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinner yet? And did it come up the election?
11: We did yesterday, and no, it did not. Uh, now, was well, that was... by
1: choice or like you didn't even or did you think of bringing it up? Uh, you oh, might...
11: my wife and I have come to an agreement that we don't talk about it.
1: Ah, okay. Uh,
11: it's an issue where uh, Mr. Trudeau could do anything in the world, and it wouldn't matter. He would be the best candidate to uh, run Canada. Where I'm probably about uh, 180 degrees the other way.
1: Yeah. Happy. What do they say? Right, uh, Dennis. Happy, happy wife, happy life.
11: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It isn't worth going there. Right? No, no, it it it, it really isn't. <laughs> She can do her thing and I'll do my thing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. uh,
11: But the reason, the reason I called and I've I've been listening to, uh, some of the callers or whatever, and, and Canadians must have a very short memory or they, they just don't care. I just, I, I just can't believe that Trudeau would be as close as he is or, or possibly even win the election. When you think of all the things that he has done as far as, uh, Well, first off, being the only prime minister to be found, a sitting prime minister to be found, uh, guilty guilty of ethics violations, twice. The SNC one, where the RCMP wanted to do a thorough investigation, he blocked it. So we don't know what actually went on. Okay. Not only during block them, he bullied. Is two members. okay, uh,
1: Dennis, if we can, just so that we don't uh, do a little bit of a history lesson here. So right. if we could just your closing thought on this, then how do you how do you see the well, obviously, you'd like to see Sheer uh, get in, right? Based well, on your remarks.
11: You know, you know, Sheer is suffering from Harper's uh, lack of having a personality going back four years. But you have to remember, you know, they say Trudeau did this and Trudeau did that. There is no NAFTA yet. It hasn't been signed off right. by the Democrats. So don't claim that. Okay. Don't claim a, a robust economy because Dudo did nothing for that except drive billions or more. Harper gave him a balanced budget. What are we now? Eighteen or twenty billion a year over? You know, you can you can say you did this, you did that. We're back.
1: Okay. Dennis, thank you. Dennis and Kitchener, thank you, and a happy Thanksgiving again to you. And uh, Mihail in Toronto, thank you for your uh, your your patience uh, and uh, and and let's 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 hear from you now. Go ahead. Go so, ahead. Go ahead.
12: Uh, Mihail. My my concern is, uh, while I believe that people are entitled to their opinions, I find it really disappointing that there are so many people who say they don't trust Shear, but they trust Trudeau and they're going to vote for Trudeau. I find it uh, disappointing that uh, they're not willing to take a chance on someone who they haven't seen perform, but they've uh, made a decision that uh, they're totally ignoring uh, Trudeau's performance for the last four years and his dishonesty on a various numbers of issues. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed with those people that have uh, listeners who've called and said that they consider uh, Shear's performance at the last debate that he was a bully, when I think the general consensus is that for the most of the campaign, Shear' has been considered very boring, and they seem to forget that uh, Shear for a number of years was a Speaker of the House, and that takes uh, incredible abilities of diplomacy and uh, and that he is considered to be a fairly diplomatic individual. And so to be considered a bully just because of one night's performance is uh, is disappointing.
1: OK, thank you very much and a happy Thanksgiving to, to you and yours. And thank you for taking out your time on the holiday Monday to join us here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Thank you. OK, and let's, uh, I guess, do some let's do some some clo- uh, some closing thoughts here and then we'll we'll get back to you uh leanne no we i'm i'm trying to show uh some etiquette here i'm not ignoring you we just wanted to hear from the uh, from the listeners and we'll we'll have you uh with some closing thoughts as well if uh if people are going to be going uh to uh thanksgiving dinner uh be it this afternoon or evening we'll we'll touch on some of your points once again to avoid that so Let's uh, close up, first of all, with with you, David, if if we can. And uh, how do you see this playing out? People can still vote, by the way, on uh, on our poll at zoomervote.ca up until when
2: ZoomerVote.ca, go there and uh, up up
1: until until when? Uh, Up until Sunday, I think. Yeah. Up until Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do you what are you looking forward to in, in this last week? What what are you keeping an eye out for rather than what are you're looking forward to happening, possibly?
2: Two scenarios. One, there's some new event or bombshell, real or imagined, serious or not, but some new wrinkle in the narrative that drives one party onto the uh, defensive or not. Otherwise, I think it's going to be this same drift uh, that we've seen. And the one thing that the polls have not... Uh, focused on as much is that who are the likely voters you know uh, you're you're polling adults but are they going to vote we hear people that are undecided uh, who like the liberals and are still undecided so the zoomers are going to vote the zoomers are going to get to the polls uh, let's see if any of the parties wake up to that and do anything about it peter yeah
3: peter I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how trudeau as the reality kicks in that um, the Liberals aren't going to get a majority, um, how he handles questions about uh, coalitions with uh, NDP. That will be very interesting to watch for.
1: Yeah, for okay, sure. then. Peter Muggeridge, Senior Editor of Zoomer Magazine, David Kravitz, Vice President of Zoomer Media. And the final word will go to our lady on the panel here, Leanne Pepper, General <laughs> Manager of the Faculty Club at the, uh, the U of T in terms of uh, keeping things civil at the... Uh, at the dining room table, you you did touch on being a little bit proactive uh, in terms of the uh, the approach uh, when when hosting. What about uh, taking it from the the guest's point of view? And we'll leave that thought from you in terms of uh, should you go there armed uh, to the teeth, or should you just go there, uh, not even looking at uh, bringing this up and just leave it and see how things play out. I think
9: as a gracious guest, we should always go armed with a gift and we never go empty handed and go to have a nice time and to be able to enjoy a lovely dinner with your friends and your family. It's a time to be grateful. And there's so many other topics we can talk about at this time of year. It doesn't have to be about politics.
1: And Andrew in Toronto, Joseph in Etobicoke, sorry we didn't get to you, but uh, please do call at some point during the week, I'm sure, maybe even as early as tomorrow with the strategy panel. And I'm sure Libby Snyder, when she returns, will be talking, uh, talking about the election. And uh, Leanne Pepper, the U of T, thank you for your time and a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours.
9: Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Okay. And I'd like to also thank you for listening
0: and or taking part in the election conversation.